Hello and happy Tuesday. I apologize for the late upload. This is one of the rare occasions that I am recording the day of. And it doesn't happen often, but it happens. So let's, let's, let's dive right in here today. I had a concept in mind, uh, I want to say a few days ago. So I've been wanting to record this for a while. It's just I haven't had the goddamn time. But this came to me a few days ago. And it brought me to today's episode. Today, I want to talk about severing ties with people. And how sometimes those ties can really fight to stay in your life or or fight to stay tethered to you. This is where I really kind of believe in the spiritual aspect of things and the way things kind of just fall into place and how people kind of go through life. You know, the the synchronicity of things that occur on a daily basis between two people or two or more people or whatever. And again, it's always been a very interesting concept to me because of how coincidental it can seem sometimes, you know, like I, I, I know for a fact, everybody listening to this has experienced this before. When you're moving past something or you're trying to move beyond something and you're almost there, you're at the edge of the woods, you're, you're, you're right there, right at the precipice. And then right when you're about to turn that corner, the person that you're trying to cut ties with resurfaces almost like clockwork. You're just like, what the fuck do you want? Right? It's the first thing that always comes to my mind. Is what the fuck do you want? Are you bleeding on the side of the road? Are you dying? What is going on that you somehow decided to resurface in my life? It's probably one of the most frustrating things synchronicities of life that occur when you're trying to move past someone or something. When it just resurfaces in your life and you are left with very little choices but to figure out a way to emotionally remove yourself from the situation. And sometimes it feels like a test, right? They reach out to you and you respond. They try to call you, you answer. And it's like a test to see how attached you still are to the issue. And I don't mean so much like a test from the person. It could be. I, I, don't, I don't know. But it almost feels like a test from the universe or your soul or whatever fucking higher power we might believe in individually if we believe in any. How do we get into accord with when something just isn't working or something doesn't work, how do we get into accord with that? How do you, how do we release? How do we let go? You know, I've spoken about this in other episodes about how 
you know, you just kind of know when you're fed up and when you're done and when you realize that it's just not a situation that works for you. And oftentimes it can be a very painful realization. Like this situation hurts me. This situation does not serve me. This situation is tearing me apart. Why would I continue to do this? Now, there's, I don't know, I feel like I learned this in biology in fucking high school. I, I can't really remember where I learned it, but there's like this, this stopper in most people's brains that keep you from hurting yourself, which is, which is, you know, like your, your jaw has the strength to bite through the bone in your fingers, kind of like a carrot, right? It has the strength to do that. But if you try to bite down on your own finger that hard, you just can't do it. Putting aside the fact that it would be incredibly painful, it's kind of like a stopper, right? And when you think about your body's inability to physically hurt itself, unless it's in a situation of self-preservation where you literally have no choice, otherwise you're going to die, right? Then your body kind of kicks in a gear and there's an override for that. But if you think about a situation where there it's a zero stake situation and you're just looking at your finger and you're just like, I could totally bite this off like a carrot stick. Don't do that, but let's just say for argument's sake, you I could totally do that, right? And your body's just like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. <laughs> Step away. We're not going to do that today, right? Your, your body physically stops you from physically hurting yourself. But nobody talks about how it doesn't seem as though there's always a stopper for the emotional pain that we continue to put ourselves through with certain situations or certain people. Nobody talks about those, what seems like lacking stoppers from emotional pain and emotional suffering. Now there can be something that is learned from these very painful emotional situations but a lot of us, I feel, would think, oh, I, could, I could have done without that drama, right? And yet, and yet, a lot of us still go back to that place of pain and emotional suffering. When it comes to severing those ties, guys, you have to go into it with eyes wide open And with very, very honest scrutiny. Very, very honest eyes. Very subjective eyes. Very objective eyes. Where you're looking at your situation for what it is and not what you'd want it to be. Right? I had somebody submit something to me to my page about a situation it kind of brought upon the inspiration for this episode where the person that she was involved with, she had been involved with for a few years. It was one of those back and forth situations that we all love very much, right? And she kind of fell for this person over this time. You have to factor in the fact that she was physically intimate with him throughout this time. They experienced a lot of things with each other. And there was a, a bond that was formed. 
not necessarily a healthy one, but a bond nonetheless. Back and forth, and she mentioned in her message that she had been consistently cheated on within this dynamic. There was no monogamy there. She was monogamous with him, but it was kind of lost with him. One, one moment he would say, yeah, we're exclusive. The next, he would be confessing to the fact that he had three other people on the side or four other people on the side. And I was reading through this. It actually really hurt because it resonates with me. Um, she was in the stages of cutting ties, right? She was there cutting ties, Understanding that, you know what, this does not work for me. I would like to move forward. I would like to not go through this anymore. Right? She went a few months without hearing from him. There's a few lapses in judgment. Go back and forth, go back and forth, go back and forth. Until she finally cut all communication. Ready to move forward. And then it kind of comes back. She said she had a conversation with him. And he had mentioned that he wanted to be friends. Now, we have to understand that while I do believe that men and women can be friends, I don't believe it's an impossible thing. And you can't never, never say never. However, the more physically intimately involved you are with a person the further you go from being able to have a platonic relationship with that person it's just not the way our minds work now you can create platonic bonds with people that strengthen over time and then feelings develop where you guys never you know, we're physically intimate, but again, once that boundary is crossed, it can't be uncrossed. And when it comes to a toxic situation where you know that it's never going to work out, either platonically or romantically, you have to understand that you are going to want, you're emotionally, and this goes for men and women, because I've seen it in both men and women, you're going to want to fight to hold on to that connection in any way that you can. So when somebody extends, when somebody that's toxic in your life that you're trying to kind of shake off, extends any kind of an olive branch, you really do, a lot. some of us, I don't want to say everyone, but some of us really want to believe that there's a new leaf being turned, that there's a corner being turned, that this person, that there can be some form of normalcy with a person that was once incredibly toxic. And sometimes it can be, but it doesn't come in the form of inequality and disrespect. And she had mentioned in her message that prior to having a conversation with him again, before his offer of platonic friendship, that there was a lot of disrespect there. And again, I resonate with this because, ironically enough, I went through something similar not too long ago. And let me tell you, that, that, that person had me all the way fucked up. And it's okay to, to look at a situation and be like, yo, <laughs> no. Right? 
it's okay to look at a situation and say, fuck that. Fuck that all the way off because absolutely not. It's okay. It's okay to feel that way. I don't believe that it is toxic to have a reaction, a, a, vis- a visceral reaction to insulting offers where the person is looking at you and giving you an offensive offer and expecting you to take it. It's okay to say, fuck that. Like me and chicken tendies always say, if it's not a hell yeah, it's a hell no. If it's not a hell yeah, it's a hell no. And if somebody in your life is presenting a quote unquote, air quotes, offer, and you sense that there's something not wrong, this is where your discernment comes in. Or something that's not right, that's where your discernment comes in. That's where you figure out, no, this is a trap offer. You don't, when I say that you don't want to get involved in that, I really wholeheartedly mean it. And as usual, I, as I always say, you can do whatever the fuck you want, guys. You really can. But you have to understand that those choices, be it for your benefit or for your demise, come with consequence. They come with consequence, guys. They always do, be it good or bad. There's always consequence for every action that we, that we put out into the world, that we do. Every move that we make, even in action, is considered an action. So hold on to that very, very important fact here. Yes, when you notice that you're trying to make a change in your life, subconsciously, these, these barriers are going to present themselves. Because you have to understand that these attempts, these, these last attempts can be very, very um, weak and not structurally sound at all. But our minds build them up to be concrete palaces that are unbreachable, that can't be tore down. Remove the strength and the reinforcement that you're giving to these ties that you're trying to cut. Because at the end of the day, you have to understand that these toxic relationships never had strong ties. All they had was toxicity. And negativity is very, very weak in comparison to positivity. And I'll explain that in a second. But once you remove the reinforcement that you're giving to these people, that you're trying to block out of your life, you're going to realize that it's very, very, it's a very weak structure. It's a very weak offer. And it's rarely going to benefit you. It might satiate a temporary ego boost, but it's not going to provide long-term results. It's not going to present long-term happiness, especially if that person, and you know, again, within your heart of hearts, is not a good person for you. It could be innate character flaws within the person. It it could be their lack of responsibility. It could be lack of their emotional intelligence. It could be a, it could be a combination of things. Again, this is going to be where you supply the details and the information based on the person that's causing trouble in your life.
But going back to the to the to my earlier statement that negativity is very weak in comparison to positivity because negative negativity and negative emotions, negative feelings, it comes from unresolved issues. Unresolved issues from when we were children. Unresolved issues when we were less emotionally sound. They're very, very fragile. Negativity is often a very fragile... Negativity often comes from a time where we felt very fragile and weak. And then we use our anger to reinforce it to make it seem big, bad, and scary. It's kind of like uh, all bite or all bark and no bite, right? So it's it's very loud. It's very It's very brash, but underneath all that angry reinforcement is or was a very scared and emotionally fragile individual at the time. Those negative and those toxic emotions that kind of build up into bigger things and kind of um, spiral out of control and branch off into other issues, right? Whereas positivity comes from a reinforcement of love, right? positivity and strength, right? And emotional intelligence, all those, all that good stuff comes from resolved issues, comes from a sense of personal security and emotional security that we have built through ourselves through hard work. It's like a person, and this is not to body shame or anything like that. It's kind of like somebody getting like muscle implants versus somebody actually going to the gym and building muscle right? The person that has the muscle implants isn't necessarily going to be physically as strong as somebody that is going to the gym, right? Every single day and has built those muscles from the ground up. So, and again, I love to paint these very specific images in your mind so that you understand where I'm going. I want you guys to pick up what I'm putting down when it comes to severing negative ties, when it comes to understanding where these negative emotions stem from and how we can move past it, you don't need to be a prisoner to toxicity. And at any point, you can decide, this is enough for me. I've seen enough. I've experienced enough. I've felt enough. I've seen enough. Oftentimes, we give more depth to these situations than they actually have in reality. So see it from that vantage point. A lot of the time, we are giving these situations the power. We are giving these um, negative influences in our life the power. Because if there was no acknowledgement, if there was no um, emotion given to it, there was no negativity given to it, if there's no... Um, reinforcements applied. Again, it comes from a very, very emotionally fragile place. Like, for instance, for example, and I'll start to wrap this episode up, for example, if you have a person that was very emotionally abusive to you, they always gaslit you, they always made you feel small, they never... um, were kind, loving, or nurturing, they never listened to you, all that stuff... You have a person that's like that. For example, that was like that to you. This is where you step out of yourself. And this is not 
to give this person an excuse to continue to abuse you. It's a way to understand how fragile that that state that they're in is for them to be that way with another person, right? And why it's not necessarily your problem, okay? If we have a person like that, that's like that. We have to see where that came from. If it came from emotional neglect as a child, if it came from bullying as a child, if it came from physical abuse, if it came from sexual abuse, all these things, there's, there's usually some kind of a trigger in their past that forces them to create these very insecure attachment styles with people or abusive attachment styles with people or unhealthy, I'll just say unhealthy attachment styles with people. There's always some kind, always, well, I want to say, and like I, this is where I mean, this is what I mean when I say like, there's always a reason and it doesn't always need to be a grandiose reason, you know, right? I've said it before, you can't turn other people's mountains into molehills. So to them, to you, it might seem like a molehill, right? But to them, it's still going to look like a mountain, okay? Because it was their experience that led them to feel this way in the first place. And it could be anything. It could be as little as one rejection at some point in their life that drove them kind of off the handles to be not so nice of a human being to other people. And then lack of accountability and responsibility. Again, you have to put, it's like a puzzle, And this isn't to make excuses for people to continue going back to them. It's to understand why they don't have as much strength as you're building them up in your mind to have. It's that's why I'm saying these things. Because a lot of the time we give these people more power than they actually have. When in reality it's just small instances of unresolved things in their past that they just have not decided to get into accord with. And again, this is where you sit down and you break down. This is where you do your, your, your mental spring cleaning. You leave no stone unturned when it comes to things that bother you and where you find certain weak points in your life. Okay, why, why am I undergoing this um, emotionally unhealthy avenue? Why am I doing this? Why do I do that? How can I make a change? How can I make the difference? Here, what, well, how, can I, how can I make up for these things? This is where you do your emotional spring cleaning. And it doesn't need to be done all at once. It doesn't need to be done, um, you know, all in one day or one month or one year. It, it's supposed to go at your own pace, ladies and gentlemen. It's supposed to go at your own pace. You take things step by step and you get there when you get there. You chip away at it. And some months you're going to have more energy to trip away more than other months. Sometimes you might only be able to contribute a dime. Other months you might be able to contribute thousands, right? But give yourself grace during that time. You're, you know, you're not perfect. You're not supposed to be some modicum of fucking peace and perfection 24-7 because that's not what life is about. Life is perfectly imperfect in every way. Things just happen to work out in in very interesting ways. Like the Taoist, the Tao, or the Tao or Taoism, right? And how 
they believe in the idea of purposelessness and how to achieve something, you do nothing. And the harder you try to achieve something, the, the less distance you cover. So, you know, and, and Alan Watts, I love this lecture. I really do recommend anybody that is interested in lectures or Alan Watts or if you've never even heard of him, I really, I really, really think that this is a great lecture. His lecture on purposelessness where he goes over, uh, he, he um, talks about a Zen story of uh, an axe cutter in the woods and he's chopping wood and a Satori animal appears. These animals can talk, right? And they can read your thoughts, right? And the axe cutter thought, oh, you know, I want to want to eat that motherfucker. I think I've told this story before, but for those that are still new, this is an interesting story. So the axe cutter is just like, I want to eat that motherfucker for lunch, right? Because I've been chopping wood in this goddamn forest all day. And of course, the animal can read his thoughts. So every time he goes for the animal, it disappears, right? It, it, it goes away. And he tries going different, doing different things, trying to go different routes, and he just can't catch the animal. So after a while, the woodcutter's just like, you know, fuck this. I'm not going to do this right now. I'm just going to go back to chopping my wood, right? He gives up. He's just like, I'm not going to go through this trouble. Clearly, I'm not meant to have this animal. It's fine. So he goes back to chopping wood. And the animal, obviously, is kind of laughing at him like, ha, ha, ha. You, you didn't catch me, right? And in that exact moment... As the axe cutter is raising his axe to chop the wood, the axe head flies off of the axe and flies behind him and hits the animal and kills it. The second that he stopped trying so hard to get it is the exact moment that he got it. It's the exact um, story of when you stop looking, you find. When you stop trying so hard, it just appears. And this doesn't mean that you don't have to do the work. It just doesn't mean that you have to fixate on it. It means as it comes to you, you, you chip away. As you think about it, it gets resolved. But if you sit and you fixate and you, and you pout and you're upset about everything that you haven't been able to solve in this life or the next, right... You're going to just frustrate yourself. It's just going to be more of a frustrating process than it needs to be. Okay? So take things one step at a time. I understand there's a lot of information out there. I understand that there's a bunch of resources out there. Right? But don't overwhelm yourself. Because we manage to get less done the more we overwhelm ourselves. Okay? It's not the other way around. Take things day by day. Don't be hard on yourself and understand that every, everything is a journey, okay? Everything is a learning experience. Everything is a moment for us to learn and enjoy and live. That doesn't mean things are perfect and that doesn't mean they have to be. But it does mean that we figure things out day by day. Day by day, guys. I love you so much. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye now.